Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sextexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Don't count this team out yet. And um, and I think they'll tell you the same thing. We, we can't afford a rebuilding year. And, and that's not our mindset. Our mindset is to put um, the best team out there to, to, to play, to compete, and to win. And um, we feel like these guys, the, the guys in this locker room, um, you know, nobody has seen them play together. Nobody has seen them play a game. So, like I said, we're going to know where we measure up. We're, we played a very talented team. Uh, Indianapolis Colts on week one, and then we follow up with a, a final four team with the Tennessee Titans. So we'll know pretty pretty quick where we measure up with uh, some of the top teams in the league. The chance is coming for us and everyone to see what the Jaguars team is actually going to look like, and it is only six days away. Week one of the regular season starting off here on a Monday morning. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time. It is day one. Dave Cobble spoke with us on Saturday, and we learned all kinds of news about the final roster. We're here to break it down for you. And John Osier, prior to my calculations, today is day one of the regular season. We have about 64 more shows. Are you excited for day one of our program, Jags Drive Time? Uh, I couldn't be more excited, Shalane, but it doesn't matter if I'm excited or not. It's here. The train's leaving. It is. Brian, are you ready? All right, let's go ahead and get into big things. Big thing one is 1 and 15. Sports Illustrated came out with their regular season predictions, and the Jaguars were predicted to finish last in the NFL and win one game. Wah, wah, wah. However, see what Dave Codwell said at the top of the show. We don't know what this team's going to look like, and really no one does because no one has seen a preseason game from anyone in the NFL. So about those polls, we'll get much more into that. Big thing two is my way. Dave Cobble and company cannot afford another rebuilding here. You heard it here first. Shad Khan has given Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone the keys to build this team the way they want to build it. No more Tom Coughlin here. It is just up to Dave Cobble and Doug Marone. And the two of them have made their expectations very clear. You know, our only message was that let's keep the 53 guys that deserve to be on this team. And, um, you know, uh, Shad gave us a directive to put the best team out there. Um, and we feel like we did that with uh, the players that we have. So um, we had to do two things in this this season and put the best team out there, A, and B, get our salary cap under control. And um, those are two tough things to do initially at the same time. But uh, we feel like we did a pretty good job. And big thing three is now or never. Here we go, day one, Gardner Minshew, quarterback, steps up to the plate. Now or never for Gardner Minshew to hit a home run and force the Jaguars to now not spend part of their wealthy draft capital and draft a quarterback next year. Now this quarterback room has only two guys and they both look very different. Each guy's individually different. Um, and, and to be honest with you, both their skill sets are a little bit different. But uh, he and I know Coach Gruden's talked about it. Coach McAdoo's talked about it. Uh, Jake has been very impressive. Um, and he's, uh, you know, for a rookie quarterback. And you guys have been, all been out there and watching him throw and watching him practice. And, and uh, he actually made the decision relatively easy for us. 
That's Dave Cowell regarding the Jaguars signing Jake Luton to stay in that quarterback room as the backup quarterback to Gardner Minshew. Not a surprise to any of us that have been out on the field. Jake Luton definitely looks like a very talented quarterback, but possibly a surprise to people not paying attention to the team as closely. All right, Brian Sexton, let's go up to big thing one. You were the one who told me about this Sports Illustrated poll. One in 15, not much of a surprise, especially last week with all of the news. What are we thinking of this? Well, I, you're, you're thinking that this is what the rest of the league sees you as, as a complete rebuild. And so I went back and I looked at the last two 1 in 15 teams in the NFL. The um, uh, 2007 Miami Dolphins. I looked at the 2008 0-16 Detroit Lions. Um, and then I looked at the, uh, well, the 2 and 14 Carolina Panthers. And the two and 14 Jacksonville Jaguars in 2012. And I think this roster has better overall elements. And I mean, that that Detroit team that went 0 16 had Calvin Johnson, for goodness sakes. You know, one of the best receivers to ever play the game. So, you know, there was some talent here and there and around the place. But 1 in 15 means nothing. It's just their words on paper at this moment in time. But that's the perception of the Jaguars franchise from the rest of the league. And they're looking at they're looking at the division and seeing three teams with quarterbacks and pass rushers and expectations for the playoffs. And they're just, they're saying this is the worst team in the league. And which is why I think Dave came out so strongly and said, we haven't seen them together. We haven't played a game yet. Don't give up on them. I think there's some things that, some arrows pointing up for this franchise. Uh, the draft capital that you mentioned. I mean, they are in great shape. The salary cap, Dave mentioned he needed to get fixed. It is fixed. They've got some dynamic young players, some receivers, some pass rushers. They have a young corner they hope is everything you know that he is supposed to be. They've got some nice young building blocks here. One in 15 is an indication of what they think of you overall, right? They're not looking. They're just looking at the roster. They're just looking at what they think you can do this year. Um, the future is very bright. The present may be rocky, but you know, Dave came out very strongly, and I think it was the right thing to do, and set the expectation for his team. And that was, no matter what anyone else thinks of us, we're not going to go into this season with the mentality that we can't compete and we can't win. Yeah, John, and it's, it's pretty honest, especially since he mentioned, you know, if this team's in a rebuilding year, I mean Dave Caldwell, Doug Marone, Gardner Mitchell, who else will not be here? So I understand Jaguars fans with the perspective perception especially with Ronnie Harrison and the Leonard Fournette moves but John what do you think of this poll and do you agree that it was necessary for Dave Cowell to come out and be passionate about that well it's the obvious choice and it's the easy thing for national people to look at this and say they lost Calais Campbell they lost Leonard Fournette you know what they lost all the guys that a lot of national people who don't really dig into the league have heard of so they don't realize that Calais Campbell had been dipping some. They don't realize that Leonard Fournette was not in above the X's and O's running back. They don't realize that Ronnie Harrison was probably the third best player's position on the team. They just see names. It's an easy thing to paint this team 1-15. I don't think it's a playoff team, but I don't think it's an obscene argument to look at and say they could be better than they were last year when they were 6-10 and 10 mainly because of one of my hot takes coming up, so I'm not going to blow that. But I get that it, it's such an easy choice because you go off off-season gains or losses. 
prognosticators don't assume that anybody on a current team can get better. Chark, Taylor, Josh Allen, Miles Jack, there's a lot of guys on this team who could have significantly better years and help them get at least out of that 1-15 range to a you know, single-digit loss, 6-10, 7-9 type thing. That's my ceiling for him. 1-15 is not my basement. And yes, Definitely it was the right, right thing for Dave Caldwell. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely passionate on Saturday addressing this roster. Let's go to uh, big thing three. Brian, now or never, day one Gardner Minshew is walking into this building in the regular season. And I know we've all been impressed by Jake Luton. They signed Mike Glennon to the practice squad, so you're keeping two quarterbacks on the active roster. But what do you think of getting, one getting rid of Josh Dobbs and now having those two in the quarterback room? They're very different types of quarterbacks. Well, uh, Dobbs is just a guy. Right. I mean, they traded a pick for him last year because they needed a guy. But, uh, but he was either here nor there. He was never in consideration for even the backup job, as I saw it this year. You know, my overall look at why people think that this football team is the worst in the NFL, just look at the quarterback room. You have last year's sixth-round pick and this year's sixth-round pick. And you're in a division where Phillip Rivers is in Carolina, I'm sorry, in Indianapolis. And Deshaun Watson just got $40 million a year. And Ryan Tannehill got a big contract. I mean, people are looking at your quarterback room and they're saying, well, look, Josh Allen, DJ Chark, Levisca Chenault, all these players, but what do you have at quarterback? It brings us to the seminal question of this season. Is Gardner Minshew capable of being the man? I don't know. Now, my personal opinion is I don't think he is, but he gets the chance to prove that this season. So that's why one in 15 doesn't matter. Because if Minshew is as good as he was last year, well then the Jaguars aren't one in 15. If he's better, then they can be better than that. If he's not, well, you know, then you're in a position where next year you go and fix it. I think this is such a, a, a massive story. And, and look at what he has to do. The expectation, right? The pressure with Dave and Doug, everyone assumes that they are in the last year of their contract here if they don't produce a winner on the field this year. COVID, uh, the Trevor Lawrence issue that will now be hanging like a cloud all season long. He's got a massive mountain to climb. But as I wrote in Quick Thoughts last week, that's kind of the way he likes it. So it will be a very interesting story. But if you want to know why people have low expectations for your team, look no further than the quarterback room. Yeah, not to mention the bullet point of having to deal with the coronavirus pandemic as the starting quarterback. But, John, we talk about it, and it's, it's kind of funny when you hear the perception of tanking for Trevor. If Gardner Minshew plays up to the level that we saw him last season and does not improve at all, he's probably going to win three or four games, and you're not going to be the worst team in the NFL. So Gardner Minshew is good enough that you're not going to be tanking for Trevor, and we all expect him to be better than he was last season. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm with Brian. I don't know if he's a franchise guy. I don't know if he has the arm strength. I don't know if he's tall enough to see the field in that way, which quarterbacks tell you matters. Um, I get that he overcame some things last year, but he also was very shaky at times last year. But what he is, and we've all seen it, when the chips are down, so to speak, when it's big play time, he has a tendency to make those. So, And he's a leader. This team's not going to quit on him. And that helps late in games. You know, they are not going to quit if things start bad, which could get you out of that 2-14 and 14 range. Um, 
that's no man's land. That's where you don't want to be. That's the danger of it. But I'm with Brian. Gardner Minshew has a chance here to do what he's been doing for the last five years, prove everybody wrong, overcome all the odds. He's climbed a lot of mountains. This is Everest. I, I think it's worth pointing out here also. He, Leonard Fournette is gone. That was a dependable running game. No matter what you thought of Leonard's upside, last year he produced almost 1,100 yards rushing. Um, and he was a reliable threat out of the backfield with 76 catches and nearly 1,700 yards. That's gone now, right? So defenses could stack the line of scrimmage in the past. Now they don't have to. That's going to make Gardner's job a little bit more difficult. And the other side of the coin is maybe Caleb on Chason comes on early and is what we expect him to become. But you don't have Ngakwe over there, so the pass rush isn't going to be quite what we thought it might be. And the coverage on the back end, there's a rookie on one side. So, you know, that's going to be a little bit. I guess what I'm saying is Gardner's really going to have to pull this sled up the mountain now. He's going to have to be their best player on offense if they're going to go where he wants to go. It's not, he's not going to be able to rely on a lot of things early on this season. Maybe they evolve. You know, that's what Dave was talking about. He hasn't seen these guys together. They think they've put them to, you know, to uh, a roster together that Jay Gruden and Ben McAdoo and those guys on the offense can work with. Um, I'm just anticipating it's going to be tough sledding early on because people are going to make Gardner Minshew beat them. All kinds of questions. Long, long list that hopefully we find out some answers to week one against the Colts on Sunday when we come back on Jags Drive Time. We take a look at this practice squad and we get to some Bernie Woodfire Grill hot take coming up. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Price is subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity hey jacksonville this is joe adib from bonos i just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms we appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis for over 71 years we have been here for you through good times and bad our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon be safe you can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. We were only able to keep two of those, two of the three. And uh, I got a call on Ronnie and I was able to get value for the guy that may have been possibly the odd man out because of the other guys, Andrew Wingard and Brandon Watson are our special teams guys. And they've really played a free safety. So it was really more about the guys we have and getting value for Ronnie and um, putting him in a position where he can go and, and compete for a starting job.
We're back, Jags Drive Time, Monday morning, brought to you by Jet Home Loans. That was Dave Pobble breaking down the Ronnie Harrison trade to the Cleveland Browns, bringing back Brian and John Ozier to talk about this quickly. John, we heard what Dave Cobble just said right there. We saw what Ronnie Harrison was tweeting out on social media yesterday. And it's crazy to think from when they drafted Ronnie to this position right now, but they're very confident in the safeties they have right now on this roster. This is, this is a non-story <laughs> to me. Whatever Ronnie Harrison says, it's, they're better without him. It's fine. You know, Talk about Leonard Fournette a little bit. They lost one guy last week that's going to hurt him. They lost Ngakwe, maybe Leonard a little bit. They'll be fine without Ronnie Harrison. I don't care what he tweets. Move on. You know, Ashlyn. Get off my lawn. There's, there's, I mean, a bit of, there's a bit of us against the world here. And Dave was playing that card gently with the don't give up on these guys. Because it wasn't like he said, well, no one believes in us but us. You know. Players will start talking about that this week, and they'll get asked about 1-15, in 15, and they'll circle the wagons. But when Ronnie Harrison goes out and tweets like that, and, and Leonard didn't, right? Leonard was gracious on that. Ngakwe was gracious on that. But again, you wonder why people think you're 1-15 material, the quarterback room, right? The fact that you trade Ngakwe, you release Fournette, and you trade Harrison. Again, perception of all of that. And then there's this perception that no one wants to be in Jacksonville. Ronnie Harrison, Unique Ngakwe, they go back to Jalen Ramsey. There's all that stuff, and none of it matters. Right now, absolutely none of it matters. At this point, it's about who's in the locker room, what's the game plan that the coaches are able to put together week to week to bring this young team that's never played together together and to get it done. It is an uphill battle we talked about for Gardner Minshew, but also for this roster because they are fighting a very negative perception of the Jacksonville Jaguars as we start the 2020 season. That might be something that they put on their shoulder and wear as a chip. It might help them as they rally week to week. Couldn't agree more. Already have a chip on their shoulder, and this most likely is just adding to it. As we get into some Bernie Woodfire Grill hot takes going into week one of the regular season, we have, let's go Brian Sexton. We're going back to you. What is your hot take? Well, look, think what you want about this roster. It isn't very experienced, and they don't have a lot of depth with, what, 16 rookies. Um, but this is not as bad as that 2013 team. Uh, in 2013, you had, you, you had a very thin offensive line. I mean, Brad Meester was a, a seasoned veteran. He was your best player on the offensive line. Uh, you know, you had Chad Henney really as the guy that you could point to and move forward with you know, as your quarterback, um, and Blank Gabbard, and, and Maurice Jones-Drew was here, but he wasn't, you know, he was done. His knee had, had blown up. They didn't have the pass rush. They had Paul Puzlesny. Uh, they, I mean, they had something they could work with there. Um, but this roster has more exciting young talent. Not nearly enough, but if you just want to talk about young players like DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault, um, you want to talk about the two young tackles, Cam Robinson has an excellent camp, um, and Jawan Taylor. Uh, we, we're not going to get to see Josh Oliver, but you know, he, he, what we did see of him was like, wow, look at that guy. He really made strides. Josh Allen, Caleb on Chason, Miles Jack. Uh, you've got some exciting young players. They've got more to build on in 2013. 
Now that team won four of its final eight games after starting 0-8. They finished 4-12. Whether this team does that or not, better or worse, I'm just looking at the players. And I think this roster has more exciting, young, promising talent. Again, some arrows up. Draft capital, salary cap opportunities in 2021, and some young talent to build around. You just need more. Couldn't agree more. You have some names that definitely stand out when you break it down like that. And uh, John Ozier, you and Brian were on the same page. You wanted the same hot take. You're getting a little more specific with this season. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Brian. You also throw Miles Jack in. There's so many impact players on this. I shouldn't say so many. So many more than that team. But specifically to me, the offensive line this year. If this team is going to surprise people, if it's going to be better than the haters think, <laughs> it's going to be the offensive line. And, that, and that's ironic because that was the most criticized area. But it is the most experienced area. It's an area where everybody is coming back from last year. If you look at it, Brandon Linder, seventh year. Andrew Norwell, seventh year in the league. Cam Robinson, fourth year in the league. A.J. Can sixth. That's a veteran bunch, and they brought it back for continuity. They brought it back because they believe it's a strength. Jaguars observers look at this unit, and all they see is the criticism of the last few years. If it is a strength that they believe it is, well, that's a lot to build around, and then it helps all these other young offensive players. I don't know if it's a strength, but it has to be the way this team's built. Yeah, John, and you got to think the coaching staff and the locker room as a whole think it's a strength because that's what we've been hearing the entire offseason, starting with the comment is that they really weren't going to address the offensive line much in the draft because they feel good about where it is right now. So we'll see when that goes to the test Sunday. My Bernie Woodfire Grill hot take is all about defensive side in the ball and specifically middle linebacker Joe Schobert. The potential success of the defense lies on his shoulders, and I know what you're thinking. Of course, Shalyn, it does because he's the middle linebacker. It always does. But now more than ever, especially with this team, with all the shifting we saw in the defensive line during training camp, you know, now have a young secondary even more so than we thought a couple of weeks ago. You have Miles moving to the weak side. And there's no reason that Joe Schober can't get this done. He hasn't shown us anything but that during training camp. But you look at a middle linebacker, what he normally has to do with the team, you look at this roster, and the rookies, and the age difference, the potential and the weight on Joe Schobert's shoulders. I think if he has a good year, this defense has a good year. Brian, I know we've seen a lot out of him, but it's a lot to ask out of a guy that just got here. Here's what you're asking him to do, to be a great tackler. I don't care whether he has forced fumbles or interceptions or fumble recoveries. All I want from him is 125 tackles, right? That means he will have been roaming near the line of scrimmage and making plays. The other guy, Miles Jack, is going to be the guy with the tip ball interception return for a touchdown, scoop and score kind of stuff. He's put into that position where he can really use his incredible athleticism. What I want from Schobert, 125 tackles. Everything else is a bonus. Just give me those. Yeah, more so you just need a guy that you can rely on, a steady Eddie, always knowing what to do, lining guys up. That's definitely what Joe Schobert was brought in here to do. All right, guys, those are Bernie I want to go back real quick. Real hot. Oh, go for it. I want to go back real quick to one thing on, to, on John's, and that is something okay. that I said a couple of weeks ago. If Cam Robinson has a big season, this offensive line will have a big season. 
He looks primed for it based on what we saw, John, at training camp. If he comes out to play and they don't have to worry about left tackle, that makes the whole job a lot easier. And it sounds to me as if they believe that Cam Robinson is going to get that done this year. If he's good, the offensive line has a better chance to be good, and this offense can function. And that's what they hope. Clearly, the way they built this team, they think that's a strength, and they think Cam Robinson is going to be healthy. He's the, uh, yep. he's the key to it all, if you will. I don't think they take chances with the roster if they don't feel comfortable with him. I, I think maybe they keep some guys and hold on to some different players here and there. Uh, I think Cam Robinson is going to be the key, just like you. Trying to agree more. Cam Robinson's chance to show he can be the left tackle for this season and all seasons going forward. All right, when we come back, we visit the Ozone Mailbag here on Jaguars Drive Time. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity you can step up to luxury now hello i'm dan fields whatever you're driving you can step up to luxury now plus get our fields amenities which include complimentary loaners car washes and our cafes make this your year to step up to luxury at fields cadillac mercedes-benz porsche land rover jaguar and lexus when it comes to the ultimate car buying experience there's only one name that matters fields and fields matters because you matter the Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Football is back. And Gardner Minshew and the Jaguars are ready to win. Visit Jaguars.com and join us at the bank. Season tickets mean you'll be there in person for a Thursday night matchup with the Dolphins, a rivalry game against the Steelers, and crucial contests with our AFC South Division opponents. The Jaguars are taking every precaution to keep our fans safe and ensure we can be Duval together this fall. Limited capacity seats remain. Visit Jaguars.com or call 904-633-2000 and lock in your seats for the 2020 season. Speaking of the Twitter sphere that we were talking about when we came back from last break, all about Ronnie Harrison, Josh Allen on the other side of the spectrum, it's great to be a Jacksonville Jaguar, he tweets. A guy that we're definitely depending on to lead in this locker room. He says at first to be a leader, you got to make place. We'll see if he can get that done. Started week one Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts as we visit the Ozone Mailbag. The Ozone. Let's go to Wyoming, shall we? John Storming has something for you. How many weeks into the season until we bench quarterback Gardner Minshew for struggles and fully commit to tanking? My faith in management has finally hit zero. Some optimism for you Monday morning. Yeah, and I, I, I understand the tanking theory because everybody's talking about it. But I don't believe that this is going to be a case where Gardner Minshew gets an early hook, whatever that is. I think they'll go with him this year until they know definitively 
in their evaluation that he can't do it, that he's hurting them or whatever, or that they've seen enough to know they've seen too much. Um, I don't see that happening. I would, uh, from a, I guess, selfish point of view, I would love to see Jake Luton uh, because I look at him and say, boy, there's a lot of talent there, but this has to be a year, Brian, where they give Gardner Minshew every opportunity. And I think, I think it's going to take a lot for him not to be playing this year if he's healthy. I would agree. You know, I mean, Doug said as much last week in his news conference the day they released Leonard Fournette. He said, I forget the tanking thing because if, if they're in a position to draft number one overall, I won't be the coach. And then Dave said on Saturday when he was talking about the roster that they don't have time for a rebuild. So their at least spoken opinion is they got to win this year. And that's what most people think. Look, they've gambled. They've gambled on Gardner Minshew. Whether that's a good bet or not, we'll find out. They gambled with 16 rookies, okay? They have rolled their dice. They have put their cards down on the table, whatever gambling analogy that you want to use. But they have gambled with Gardner Minshew, and they're not going to pull. It's not like you can say, hey, look, last year we got six wins out of a six-round pick. Let's get six wins out of the six-round pick this year. They are all in on Gardner Minshew. They're not pulling him because if you pull him, you're pulling him for a sixth round pick or you're pulling him for Mike Glennon or a Josh Dobbs kind of player. He's your best opportunity no matter what this year. They're going to stay with him. They're also gambling on their guys. They're also gambling on their guys. They want their guys in the building. They don't want uh, Twitter expert Ronnie Harrison in the building. So that's what they want guys who are pulling in, in the same direction and who aren't on Twitter. Yes, that's a key. Twitter expert Ronnie Harris, and I like that one, John. Let's go to uh, the USA. Sean has something for us. How has tight end Tyler Eifert looked in practice? Looking forward to seeing him on the field, helping to open up the passing game. Well, this is sort of Brian's guy, so I included it for him. He's looked very good. It, you, you know, the key with him, can he stay healthy? It's, it's almost, Brian, as if people assume following the Jaguars, you know, they don't want to believe it that he's good. It's almost too much to hope for because he's been hurt so much. The tight end position has been hurt so much. It's almost like you don't want to believe it. You see the shiny Christmas present under the tree. You know it's probably a bike, but you're scared to really believe it's a bike and you hope you open up and you hope Tyler Eifert's their bike. Well, look, I've always been a fan of the tight end position. You know, those guys that have to do both, right? Who can put their hand in the ground and block for the running game and then get down the field and make plays. But, you know, over the years, the position has changed. I mean, Kyle Brady was one of those last guys who could do that. And, and, and Mercedes Lewis was a much better blocker than a lot of people thought. This guy can do it. He can put his hand in the ground and be impactful in the running game. And watching him, he's so, first of all, he's big. He's a six foot six, 260 pound guy, long arms, big hands, prototypical tight end. He looks effortless running. I, I said as a hot take last week, if they're in close games, Tyler Eifert will be the difference. He's the guy who had 13 touchdowns in his Pro Bowl season. He is a capable, smart, athletic, talented guy. And you saw James O'Shaughnessy, who's been a journeyman start to make great strides last year before he got hurt with Gardner Minshew. I mean, I, I can only imagine what a Pro Bowl caliber talent like Eifert will be able to do. He will be one of Minshew's favorite targets. I guarantee it. Because Chark's going to see a lot of attention down the field. And I think Minshew's going to, not Minshew, 
Eifert's going to be able to get Minshew's eyes. And if they get the same production out of James O'Shaughnessy that they got last year, that tight end room could definitely be successful this season. Let's go to Steve to wrap this up. Since we keep releasing non-elite players, are there any current Jaguars players that you would call elite? Well, this question was in response to me basically saying they hadn't let anybody go who was elite yet. And, it, and they certainly didn't choose to let elite people go last week. Last week, you make the argument that Jan's very close to elite. They didn't let him go. They couldn't work out a deal. Uh, yeah, I think Josh Allen is a smidge away from being elite. He has a real chance to be elite by the end of this year. And I think DJ Chark and Jawan Taylor are on their way. Brian's point earlier is a really good one. There are so many more potential foundation pieces here than there are when most teams start a rebuild. There are, there are pieces here. You just want Gardner to be closer to, uh, to being elite. That's why everything looks so funny right now. You're not sure what the quarterback is. But there are pieces on this team that are getting close to being that sort of status where maybe multi-year pro bowlers. That's a good sign. So my philosophy is this. There are five premium positions where you need elite players to be an elite team. You need a quarterback, and they don't have that right now. You need a left tackle. They might have one. I don't know if he's elite, 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 but he's got the potential to be really, really good in Cam Robinson. You need a pass rusher, right? They've got that in Josh Allen. You need a wide receiver. Uh, take your pick. DJ Chark, maybe LaVisca Chenault, okay? And then a corner. I think most people expect C.J. Henderson has elite potential to be that upper echelon. That's why they chose him nine overall. So at four of the five premium positions, you either have an answer or you have a possibility of an answer in the case of Cam Robinson. That's pretty good. Now the question mark is quarterback. Potential as a whole. You love to hear it. When we come back on Jags Drive Time, some closing thoughts right here on the Jaguars Digital Network. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity pinpoint the official signage partner of the jacksonville jaguars helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand your company's identification advertising and even the words you use make an impression on your clients with pinpoint as your coach you can make sure it's a good impression pinpoint provides a creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
Ever since that video was posted yesterday, I listened to Celine Dion this morning. I listened to her yesterday, and all I think about was, I bet John Osier is a big Celine fan. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dang. She's fine. Brian, it's anything? Fine. Um, the theme from Titanic. Right? I hope Celine's like, De Dion's not watching. All right, fine. Gardner Minshew killed it on the ESPN NFL promo. And that is our segment, Jaguars Drive Time. We'll be back Wednesday morning. Stay tuned for Doug Marone, his first press conference of the regular season at 1 o'clock. We'll be back later in the week.